happy Thursday, pre-Friday, practice Friday, Friday Eve, Friday Junior, whatever you may have it. It is September 8th, 2022. It is the NFL season opener. That's right. The Rams will take on the Bills tonight, kicking off the NFL season. And just in a few short days, your Pittsburgh Steelers take on the Bungles in Cincinnati, AFC North football, and life is beautiful. I'm your grateful and appreciative host here, Jeremy Ritz, saying thank you, thank you, thank you for being a supporter of The Still Study, for listening, reading, and sharing my work with your family and friends. It truly does mean to the world to me. It's beautiful, beautiful studying. Can't believe that it is already September 8th. I hope that your September is off to a good start. I don't know about where you are in your neck of the woods, but here on the eastern eastern side of Pennsylvania, it has been rainy recently. Temperatures haven't really broken significantly into that fall-like weather, but you can feel that it's coming. It's fighting, it's clawing, it's scratching. And there is no better time than fall time because it means Pittsburgh Steelers football and that's just a beautiful thing. How about it? Anyway, got a good show planned for you today. Going to talk more about that clerical error. Going to talk about some of Mason Rudolph's comments yesterday when he was interviewed by the media. All that and more in today's episode. But as I'm getting ready, in a few weeks, I'm going to be going to the Steelers home opener against the New England Patriots, the Tom Brady-less New England Patriots. First time the Steelers will take on the Patriots without Brady at Acroshore Stadium. And I'll be in person there at the game and just wanted to throw the question out to all of you studying out there. What do you prefer? Do you prefer going to the actual game, being there in person, ex- uh, experiencing that game day environment? Or do you like watching from the comfort of your own home? I know myself personally, there is nothing like being at the game, tailgating the experience of being around the fans, that camaraderie, the the crowd. It's exciting, but there's also a large part of me, and I'm pro- I probably lean more towards this this liking than anything else. <laughs> I just like being home and watching the game. I don't have to worry about fighting crowds for the bathroom. If I want a beer, I just go grab it out the fridge. I ain't got to pay $30 or sign a mortgage for it. I ain't got to wait in line for some nasty hot dog that was just pulled out of the freezer. And honestly, I'm able to do my writing, take my notes and stuff at home. So I prefer the games at home. Again, I love going for the experience. And honestly, playoff football is, is when I like to be in person at the games. And I have said, if the Steelers do make it back to the Super Bowl, I have not yet been to one, but you can best believe it, I will be at the next Super Bowl appearance that the Steelers make, whenever that will be, and hopefully that's within my lifespan. But anyway, I was just curious about that. would love to hear your thoughts. Do you prefer watching the game in person, or do you enjoy watching at home like me? Are you a homebody? I'd love to hear that in the comments or on Twitter, at Still Study. Hit me up via email. Study gmail.com. I'll get those answers on the show. Anyway, I digress. 
Steelers are preparing for the Cincinnati Bengals. It's going to be a tough game. There is no question about it. A little bit of an injury roundup here. Nothing really of significant significance other than Deontay Johnson is still battling the shoulder injury that he got in the game against Detroit. It's uncertain as to whether or not he is going to play this weekend. He did run through individual drills yesterday, but didn't take part in the team sessions. And really, you got to err on the side of caution here with Johnson. You don't want to rush him back too soon and aggravate that injury, make it worse than what it actually is. Because if you do that, you could lose him for an extended period of time. And that's not what this offense needs. They need a healthy Johnson. And so if that means sitting him down week one against the Bengals, so be it. That's more repetitions for some of these guys on the back end of the roster at wide receiver. Can give more snaps to George Pickens. Give some snaps to Steven Sims, Olszewski. So, again, if you got to do it, do it now. You need him as the season wears on. But outside of that, on the injury front, it's not terrible at this time of the year, which is good. And really, that's an element that plays into every NFL season is health. The healthiest team typically come December and playoff time is the team that can make that push and that run. And honestly, that is just sheer luck. You can train, you can prepare, you can condition, but injuries are injuries. Nobody knows when they're going to strike. It's something that every NFL team has to deal with, but the healthiest team is typically the most successful team. Yesterday, Mason Rudolph was asked about his whole scenario and whether or not he knew that he wasn't the number two, that it was actually Kenny Pickett. And he said to Mike Tomlin's credit, he's always transparent with the players that he knew in advance that he was the number three. Mitch Trubisky actually said that he knew the week prior that he was going to be named the starter. So there's no controversy there. But Rudolph was asked about whether or not he wanted to be traded and he was non-committal. He kind of tiptoed around his response, which I get it. You don't want to come out and say that, but he said that's between his agent, Omar Khan, and the front office. So what can we glean from this? If we read the tea leaves, if we make an inference, again, I said this before, this guy wants a chance to be the starter for an NFL team. He doesn't want to be a number three. I would not be surprised whatsoever. In fact, I'd be shocked the competitor that Mason Rudolph is if he did not request a trade to another team so that he can compete. And there are teams, I'm sure, who have reached out to the Steelers, who have inquired, who have made offers. It sounds like they're holding out for that third round pick. Will they get that? Who knows? But the good thing is they have until November 1st to make that happen. But if you go watch that interview, it's in my Twitter feed. Go check it out. Dude wants to play. And honestly, he has been a model player for the organization. He has been the brunt of fans' disdain. He's been the brunt of Miles Garrett's helmet. He's been the brunt of Ben Roethlisberger's condescension. He has handled it all professionally. Why not give this guy a chance? If he is not in your plans as a starter or even your backup, let him go. Trade trade him. Give him that opportunity. Again, it's a business. The Steelers are going to do what's best for the Steelers. But as soon as they get that third round offer, if that's what they're holding out for, he's as good as gone. So it's just a matter of teams being willing to put up that type of bounty for him. 
We'll see if that happens after those comments. We know that Mike Tomlin wants players who are willing to be there and not hostages. And it sounds like Mason is more of a hostage than he is a willing participant. And again, I'm not, just to be clear, I'm not hating on Mason Rudolph when I say this. I hope the guy goes somewhere and has an amazing career. I hope he's an outstanding starter. I really do. But the writing's on the wall. This is Mitch Trubisky's team. Whenever that doesn't work out, it's Kenny Pickett's team. Period, point blank, end of story. That's no hate. That's nothing personal. There's no bias there. It is what it is. It's objective. So be it. Anyway, in other news, the Steelers reworked TJ Watt's contract, which freed up some cap space. I don't think that that indicates any type of move being made, a trade or a signing of a player. It could be maybe a contract extension, but typically those get done before the first game. So maybe there's a player that they are going to sign to a contract extension before the Cincinnati game. Who knows? But it was curious that, that that took place. So we'll have to monitor to see if there is any type of extension that takes place with any of the Steelers players. And again, they are getting ready for the Bengals. This is going to be a challenge. This is going to be a challenge. There's no question about it. We're going to know where this team stands right away. And there's a lot of people who think, oh, well, now that Ben Roethlisberger isn't there, now that you have a mobile guy, Mitch Trubisky, who can move around, that this offense is going to be better. That sounds great in theory, but until we see it in practice, who knows? And again, that offensive line is going to be critical, crucial to this team's success. If they can't gel and get a push in that running game and the Steelers have to throw because they're playing from behind, it could get very, very ugly on offense, regardless of who is playing quarterback. I can't stress enough how important it is for this offensive line to get a push. The Steelers have to feature their running game this year. They have to show that they can dominate teams through the run. That has to happen. That has to happen. This is no, this cannot be a passing team. That identity is gone with Ben Roethlisberger. It has to be Najee Harris, Najee Harris, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, Najee Harris, Najee Harris, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren. Then you throw in, start mixing in the pass. Now, I'm exaggerating here. I'm not saying that you're going to run it seven times in a row before throwing, but you get the picture. You have to run the ball more than you throw it and use the run to open up the pass. And I'm not saying these need to be seven to 10 yard carries, 20 yard carries. Three yards, positive yardage, every carry, getting third and shorts. And if you remember the past couple seasons, the Steelers struggled in third and one conversions when running the football. They can't have that this year. They've got to be able to convert those third and shorts. And I tell you who to look out for in making that happen, it's rookie Jalen Warren. Go back and watch those preseason games. Dude drove the pile forward. Guy was always moving forward for yardage. I think he is an X factor that people don't realize. And I think he's going to have a solid game Sunday against the Bengals, even if they don't win. 
Anyway, studyings, thank you so much for joining me here today. I am almost finished with the season preview. Just wrapped up the corners and safeties today. Have to do the specialists. Then I will have for you my game-by-game prediction, followed by the statistical projections, and then I will package all that together into one article and put that back out for everyone. And then I will have a full-length still study podcast where I walk through that entire preview that will be up for you this weekend. So be sure to check that out. Jim Wexel and I will not be recording a Still City Insider podcast this week. We'll, we'll be back at you next week after the Steelers Bengals contest. So be on the lookout for that. Don't forget that the Still Study is now on Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe and get daily updates to your feeds of the sessions and the Still Study podcast. Check that out. And don't forget about that donut button. The donate button, if you enjoy what I do, if you like my work, this is a completely free site. But if you want to buy me a beer, click click on that button. You can donate whatever you like. Helps with the cost of site upkeep. And you know that I would appreciate it. It's beautiful, beautiful studying. Ah. Anyway, NFL football tonight. Watch it. Raise your glass. Enjoy it. Life is good. Do something positive for yourself and someone else. And remember, on this beautiful, gorgeous, magnificent, fantastic, stupendous, splendous Thursday, September 8th, 2022. Not everybody is a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. But you, my black and gold brethren, most certainly are. Peace, everyone. Make it a great day.